Welcome to our morning session. We will be sharing the word with you. I greet you all. Uh, we streaming here from Walfish Bay, Namibia, and I greet all the KGM family and uh, and to everybody else that is watching um, from different regions of Namibia or even outside um, of Namibia. We welcome you all and and thank you for taking out the time to to be with us, to listen to the word, and just to hear what the Lord has to say. I want to not take much time and just get straight into the word and just share with you uh, this message that I've been busy with on the six principles for effective sonship. And obviously I'm speaking from a place that we all understand um, the, we understand that who we are, our identity, that we are sons of God. And it is from that place that we now want to learn how to walk in this new identity that has been given to us, this new position that has been given to us. And that position is a position of sonship. And, and as we, we, dis, we discover this identity, we must pursue the reality of who we have now been made to be. We are sons of the living God. So let me get um, into giving you a scripture. Go with me again to Galatians chapter 4. As usual, I start it from here. I like to start it from here because I, I want to establish, establish the, the fact that you are a son and that you have received something. So let's go to Galatians chapter 4 and we will we will read from verses verses 4. And it says here, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Now notice it doesn't say that God sent Jesus. It says that God sent His Son. So the emphasis is on um, Jesus being the Son of God that was sent. Uh, sent His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So the primary reason, or not, let me just, let me not say the primary reason, let me say one of the main reasons why Jesus went to the cross is to redeem us from the law so that we could receive the adoption of sons. This word adoption of sons means to be placed as a son. And, and so what we were to receive what was what we are an heir of is our sonship and and so this means that we have received our inheritance um, part of our inheritance which is our sonship and and now he goes on to say in verses six and because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father so now God, God, through accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we, our sins are forgiven. We are born anew in our spirits. 
death has been removed because we have received life from Christ. And so therefore, we are born again. And now, now in this reality, we have now become sons. And the next verse, verse 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And so God sent the Spirit of His Son, the Holy Spirit, He sent Him as a confirmation of who you are. How do you know that you are a son? It's the Holy Spirit that is present in your life. He is the proof that you are a son, that you, that you belong unto God, that you have been adopted. He is the Spirit of adoption. He has taken you in. He has brought you into the family. You belong to God. God is your Father. You are His Son. There is no, there is no question about it. You, he has confirmed um, to you that you belong to Him. And so God sends forth the Spirit of His Son. And what does it mean when He says the Spirit of His Son? It, it points to the, to the fact that, that the Holy Spirit has come to empower you to live as a son. That is why the Holy Spirit has come into your life. And it is one of the primary reasons He has come into your life. It's not only the connectivity to God as your Father, but to empower you to live as a son. The Bible says in the Old Testament uh, con uh, concerning Elijah and Elisha, Elisha was a son of Elijah who was a prophet and Elisha followed Elijah. Now, the scripture says that eventually at the end of their journey, when Elijah was taken up, the, the Bible says that the mantle fell. Elisha took the mantle, put it on, and the other sons of the prophets, when they saw Elisha, they said, their words were, that the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. What did that mean? That meant that now the same way Elijah walked was empowered to walk as a prophet. Elisha has received the same power and he now will function like, like Elijah. You will be able to do what Elijah did because it is the spirit of Elijah. But the spirit of the Elijah is the spirit of the Lord. Originally on Elijah, it was the Spirit of the Lord that was upon him. But as the Holy Spirit worked into his life, configured him to operate in a certain way as a prophet, it now became known as the Spirit of Elijah. And so as, as Elisha received that Spirit, he was now empowered to prophesy like Elijah, to do what Elijah did. And so when you look at that, we see that we see that there is an empowerment to be like the one that you have followed. Now, in the New Testament, it says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son uh, into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. And, and now He has come to make you walk like the Son of God, Jesus Christ. There is already within you the power to exist as Him. There is already within you the, the, the configuration, the ability, the capacity 
to walk like the Son of God in the earth because you have received the Spirit of His Son. So when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, Jesus walked like a son. He existed in the earth like a son. And now after he has ascended, whoever receives Jesus as his Lord and Savior and becomes a son of God, and because you are a son, God will send forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying, Abba, Father, it meant that now the, the reason the Holy Spirit was given to you is so that you could walk like a son. And this is why the Bible speaks about we who have received the first fruits of the Spirit um, and we are waiting for the, for the adoption. That means the Holy Spirit has come to make us walk as a son. As you are sitting there and as you are listening, I, I encourage you to, to understand and to believe in the reality and the fact and the truth that you are a son of God and you have the potential to walk just like him in the earth. And as I said to you last week, this is a matter of choice. It is simply a choice you must make. You choose to take up your right, your legal right to exist as a son, to walk as a son and not to allow yourself to, to be dominated, um, to be conquered by your environment, your situations, your depression, your anxiety, um, the, the voices that comes from your environment inside of you. And there you can choose by which one you want to live. Do you want to live by the inward reality that you are a son of God? Or do you want to live by the outward reality that you are a son of a man and therefore you are from this environment, you can exist. You come from two places. Your body was born of a woman, your mother, you were conceived, born of the flesh, you are of the flesh. The flesh is your reality. It is also your reality, but there's another reality within you. And that reality is that you are a son. You are not becoming a son, you are a son. This is something that needs to be um, believed by you, accepted by you, and, and, and firmly rooted and, and established in your, in your thinking that this is your reality. You are a son. It's a permanent and a fixed position. It is not, that position is not affected so much by your mistakes and your failures you make. It is a permanent position that was given to you in Christ. It's a legal position. You are my son. You are adopted. And I think so many times we struggle with that. And that's why we are unable to function as sons of God. So the legal right to exist as a son is handed over to you. The authority to exist as a son is yours, given to you. And God has not only given you the authority, the legal right, He has also empowered you by the Holy Spirit that you may live and exist as one. It is, um, it is I, I don't know how I can say this, it's just simply a choice that you make. You have to make that choice. But it is in the knowledge that you have received through the doctrine of sonship that is imparted into you your identity, and, and, and as established on the inside of you, it is through that knowledge that you choose, that you say, I will live as a son. I can tell you that many times God has provided for me. He has taken care of me, not because he has said anything to me, 
but simply because at, at that moment when I, when I thought, when I just took some time to think about how am I making this decision? Am I now making this decision based upon uh, it looks like there's no money? It looks like how we are going to pay this? And, um, and, I, and I look at that and, and then, I, and then I, I feel the temptation to, to give in to that and, and perhaps and perhaps take certain measures so because that is as a reality to me and then I, and then as i think about it, i say to myself but when i do that i'm not living i'm not taking up my right to exist as a son and then i just say to myself no but but i'm not going to do that god is my father i am his son and he's able to pay it he's able to do it and when i do that without him having said anything to me, just the fact that I took up my sonship, immediately I see the provision, immediately I see God come through, immediately I see things happen, and I did not even perhaps voice anything, I just took a stance on the inside, I, I said that I am a son, and that's how I will do it. I, I give you another example, sometimes, sometimes um, I will meet people and they are in needs, they have physical needs, and sometimes also financial needs, and um, and I can see that they 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 going to ask me regularly for money, and at that moment I, th you know, you think to yourself, I mean, you know, this this person can't keep asking me every time for money every time they're in a problem, and then uh, and then I want to make my decision based upon a financial decision, you know, where where am I going to get money? To, to pay to do this every time. And I, and, I, and I go and I think, but I'm making a decision based upon money. And I go back and I, and I said, no, I'm going to talk to the Lord. I can't, when I, when I do that, I'm saying actually, uh, for, before I go to the Lord, when I do that and I think to myself, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make a decision based upon uh, uh, where am I going to get the money, to, to help this person all the time. Uh, then I'm basically uh, living in the reality that I am, that, that I'm a, almost as an orphan. I have no source. I have no provider for what I need to do. And I, and I realize that that is not living as a son. And so I go talk to my father, to our heavenly father. He's your father too. And I talk to him and I say, you know what, father, do you want me to, do you want me to provide? To give to this person every time they ask and I and then I talk to the Lord and say Lord I can do it but it's just I'm not the one that's going to source that because you are the one that resources my life I believe 100 percent a thousand percent that you are the one everything that I have everything that I own has come from you you have given it to me you have provided it to me you are the one who resources me every month I believe that wholeheartedly and anything that I'm going to, if I'm going to give to this person regularly, then it must be because you have authorized me to do that. And, and then I, as I pray and I feel and I sense the Lord, and then I sense the Lord saying to me, just give. And then I give without question. I don't ask if, I don't question if the person is lying. Someone else may be saying to me, you know what, that person, that they're perhaps lying, they're not being truthful, you know, they always get a little story. And sometimes I can see this is a story, but it doesn't matter to me because the Father has said to me, just give. 
and I give. And so when they ask, I give. And when they ask, I give. If I have it, I give. And uh, without question. But then there comes a moment all of a sudden where I just feel it has to stop now. And then I feel that in my heart that this is now stop and then I stop it. And, and then uh, it just, it's just like that. So what is, the, what is the point that I'm making? The point is, is that I made my decision based upon who I am in Him. I am a son and God is my Father. And I took up thy right to exist as a son. Uh, think about the scriptures where Jesus says, whoever asks for you, give to him. I mean, why would Jesus say something like that? If, but if we have the understanding that he thinks as a son and not as, as just as a human, but as someone who has a father who is able to meet every need. And when he says give to whoever asks, he's not thinking as a human. He's thinking as a son. He's thinking as someone who has a father. And that's why he would say things like that. He would say if someone takes, uh, if someone steals from you, you know, for example, just give him your coat also. Take the Why? Where does that mentality come from? It's the mentality that you are a son. Uh, and that's why he would say such radical things because for our minds we can't, we can't bring that into our worldview that we have because our worldview has not accommodated our identity yet. And we need to establish this identity. My point I'm making to you is you are a son. You are a son. You need to tell this to yourself every, every morning. You need to tell yourself every night you go sleep, you go lie in that bed, you close your eyes. As David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, let it be acceptable before you. As you lie on that bed, meditate on the reality that you are a son of God. Meditate on the reality that you are not an orphan, that you have a father. An orphan provides for himself, but a son has a father who provides for him. An orphan does not work for his provision or his finances because he has a father that resources him and 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 provides for him. So his focus is not on working for money. He's working to serve the purpose of his heavenly father. That's what a son does. He works for purpose. He does not work for money. And, and these are mentalities, configurations uh, of behavior that must be installed into us and that we must, that we must adopt as our mind. It is, as I've been telling you, one of the first principles of effective sonship is your default setting. This is related to your mind. Who are you? I'm a son. That's who you are. And, and I keep repeating this and saying this is because as if I want to, you know, just put it into your heart. You're a son. And this is your mentality that you must have. And, and you need this default setting is because it's through this default setting, it's through this mind of a son. This mind, it is through this mind that you must deal with, with issues that you face that come by themselves. When you have a, when you have a, uh, a financial crisis or when you have something that comes your way, you know, whatever, with depression or a sickness that you are facing, you must face it through the reality of who you are as a son of God. And as you face it and respond to it in that way, out from your identity with an attitude of who you are, right? Then what happens is that things 
it works because you are taking up your legal right. And so one of the things you need to be effective as a son of God is you need the doctrine of sonship. You need that doctrine. You need that teaching. You need to come to the knowledge of the son of God. You need to, to have this doctrine of Christ. It is called the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of who you are that establishes your identity. And I think, I think when, you, when you listen to that, a message like that and you listen and you listen and you listen and you listen, if you listen once, it's not going to happen. You know, you can't just listen once to a message like this and say, now I've got the default setting. Wow, um, pastor, that was a great message. You know, you're saying, saying such things does not mean that you have installed it. Does not mean that you have adopted this way. You, you receive the doctrine so that you may adopt the way that has now been given to you. And, and, and when we teach you the doctrine, when you receive the doctrine of sonship, you are learning of who you are and you are learning how to walk upon the new person that's on the inside based upon that person, and you are a son of God. And uh, I don't want to continue saying the same thing over and over to you. All I need you to know is that, that you need this doctrine. You need this doctrine. There's so many doctrines out there, so many teachings. But let me tell you that one of the main reasons for God creating the human race is so that they could exist as his son. This doctrine on sonship is so crucial for you. It is, it is, the, it is perhaps the main reason why you exist today. And you need to understand who you are as a son of God. Now, I want to uh, share with you and go on to the next principle. Uh, but before I go there, yeah, one of the ways that, that, that the Lord taught me, you know, how to live as a son, uh, it was quite frustrating in the beginning. And, and if you want to be led by the spirit of a son, the spirit of sonship, the Holy Spirit, you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, one of the first decisions you must make is that you will submit to his voice. I think so many times we want to be led by the Spirit and we find that God doesn't lead us. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead us at all. Why? Because in our hearts we've never made the decision that I surrender to your voice. I surrender to your speakings. We all know I have done it and, and I'm sure you have done it as well. So we are in the same boat and we're going through the same thing or have gone. The, we all know that there are times where we don't want to listen to God. We know there are times where we don't want to hear what He has to say. Because what He has to say does not fit with what I desire. Does not fit with what I want. And, and sometimes I'm not willing to pay the price to obey what He is now telling me to do. And this is the primary reason why many of us are not led by the Holy Spirit. We are not led by Him because we are unwilling to yield to His voice. We are unwilling to submit to His instruction. 
We are unwilling to surrender to His voice. Are you willing today to surrender? If you want to experience the, the Holy Spirit lead you, then you must begin with this one point. I will surrender to your voice, Holy Spirit. I will surrender to your guidance. I will surrender to your instruction. Whatever you tell me, I will do it. Even if I have to deny myself, pick up my cross and follow you. And so many times we are not willing to deny ourselves. We are not willing to pick up our cross. And that's why he says nothing to us. You know, the, the, the wind won't blow your boat somewhere. If you don't set sail, if you don't leave the harbor and set sail so that the wind can blow and take you somewhere, the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you anywhere because you are not even willing to do, to go, to give up, to surrender. And sometimes we know that if, if we really listen to the Holy Spirit, we will have to give up certain things that we are unwilling to give up. And that's why we shut his voice. We, we shut our ears and we, we become hardened of heart and, and we, our ears are, are deafened and, and silenced and blocked that we can't hear the Holy Spirit. And, and it's not even, it's not even um, an issue of, of, of can't. It's just a matter of you don't want to hear Him. It happens it just in, in any relationship. When we're in a relationship and you get into a certain disagreement and someone is trying to tell you, your leader or whoever is in a, a position of authority and you don't like what they're going to say now, you shut your ear, you deafen um, everything about you, you just harden yourself and you say, listen, uh, I am not interested in what you are saying. And what happens is, is that you are unable to hear what God wants to say to you. If you are going to, if you are going to walk as a son, if you are going to pursue your sonship and live in the reality, you need the Holy Spirit to help you with this. He is the power to exist as a son. He's the one that energizes you, that, that, that generates that life with inside of you so that you may exist and live as a son. But if you are unwilling to surrender to His voice, uh, let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit is always just saying things that are nice, that makes you feel good, you are not really surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Because I guarantee you that Jesus, the Bible says about Jesus, that his obedience led to his death on the cross. And so following the Holy Spirit is your, to follow the Holy Spirit, to obey the Holy Spirit. It will lead to obedi an obedience that brings about your death to yourself. I, I don't know why I'm coming so strong on this point, but I can sense that God is speaking to you. I can sense that God today is telling you, is, is calling you, is urging you, is, is, is saying to you, surrender to the Holy Spirit. Surrender to His voice and be willing to follow Him even to your death, into the death of yourself. Because sometimes we are so, so, so important in our personal things that we want and our desires and the way we want it. We don't want to follow His way. I, I want to tell you that if you want to learn to live as a son, you must learn to surrender 
to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you want to hear His voice, you need to make a decision today. I surrender my desires. I surrender nothing else will be more important than obeying your voice, Holy Spirit. I will listen to what you say. So even though it is difficult, even though I will have a battle within myself to surrender a certain desire that you don't have for me. And, and as, I, as I do that, you will be the one who will help me to surrender it, to give it up, to yield it over unto you and to offer it as a sacrifice unto you. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. You've got to make that decision today. You will not enjoy your sonship. You will not experience the effectiveness of living as a son if you are unable to hear the Holy Spirit or unable to be led by the Holy Spirit because you harden your hearts and refuse to surrender to His voice. Surrender to His voice. You know, an example of this is that when I was... When I, was, when I learned that I was a son, you know, many years being in Christ and not knowing that I am a son, only coming to discover it years later, perhaps 10 years being in Christ, I realized, they babe, but I'm actually a son of God. And when I began, when this desire within me, when the Holy Spirit gave me this desire to pursue sonship, um, I mean... You have to give up pursuing fame. You have to give up pursuing your ambition. You have to give up pursuing um, other things that were important to you. And this becomes your primary desire and pursuit in life to exist as a son. As I did that, I can tell you there were times when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and it kind of irritated me. It, it, I was like wishing I didn't hear those things. So as I chose to live as a son and to live in the reality that God is my father, he could provide for me, I, we would go to, a, we would go to for example, to a, to a supermarket and we would go to buy some, just some food and we would perhaps only have like a 300 rand and it's somewhere in the middle of the month and you know, when you only have 300 rand and there's another, say, 13 or so days left, Till the end of the month and you don't know where you're going to get more money um, this kind of thing it, it, it can bring anxiety worry um, the fear of tomorrow and so as we in the in that supermarket as we are there um, and I only have this 300 rand in my pocket and we are going through the shelves and we're busy looking at what we are going to to buy for us so that we can last and then and then my wife would say you know what the kids need some food for school and if I think just on basic needs because I grew up like that uh, we didn't at one stage we didn't have much so if I took food to school I just took two slices of bread bread is for school there's no cookies there's no biscuits, there's no sweets, there's no, there's no extra. Those, those for me in my mind is luxuries. And so if I'm thinking basic needs, we only got 300 rand. How, um, how is it that you, 
that you only want to that you want to now buy biscuits and sweets and chips and things i'm saying to my wife now these things these are not needs these are not you know we just let's just buy bread and and some peanut butter or whatever and just put it on and that's enough for the kids so that when they when they go to school they at least have something to eat because right now all we have is 300 rand and i don't want to use up all this money and right there in that shop right there the holy spirit will speak to me and he, all he will say to me is often and i'm as i'm standing there and i'm getting in this conversation with my wife and we're getting in this conversation and he says no but you know you need to do this for the kids and so on and i'm thinking no that's not that's not needs we send the kids with something to school but you know we only got 300 namibian dollars how can we and and the holy spirit would say often what is he doing he's telling me at that moment i knew exactly what he was saying he's telling me you think that there won't be enough money you think that there's not that your father won't provide the next day for you or the day after because you think that all that you have is a 300 rand and um and as i and i and as i know what he's saying and see now i have to make a choice i have to surrender to that voice if i'm going to see the father come through for me and at that moment then i would just and i hear but i wouldn't tell my wife what i'm hearing all i hear is often and at that moment i would say to my wife just buy just take you know if we if it ends up we finish the money let's just finish the money um so my i chose then to love as a son but to follow the voice of the holy spirit and as we did that i can tell you today the father was faithful he met our needs tomorrow did take care of itself as jesus said and so i want to encourage you today as we go to the next principle of effective sonship you have to surrender to the voice of the holy spirit because i can tell you that this leading of the holy spirit the surrender to his voice is a key 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 principle to see the effectiveness of living as a son the results to get the results you need to surrender to the holy spirit i i can't over emphasize or or you know just keep saying this is you just got to surrender please 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 so the next principle of effective sonship point number 2 is that you must be led by the spirit this brings me into the into it seems that the holy spirit wants to zoom in on this today the the, the fact that you need to surrender and and you need to be led by him he's here he came into your life the holy spirit came into your life so that he may lead you what does that mean that means you must follow and to follow it means you must surrender and you must allow him to take the reins you must allow him to drive the car you must allow him to tell you where you must go what you must do and how you must do it and and this is so 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 important um now in being led by the holy spirit there is two ways that the holy spirit leads you and 
The, the one way is that He leads you personally. He speaks to you directly. He speaks in your heart uh, with you. He doesn't speak. This one way is where if He speaks to you directly, He's not speaking through anybody. He's speaking straight to you, personal to you. It comes as a thought, an impression, a desire, uh, a feeling or so. You get to learn how to sense that the Holy Spirit is leading you. And, and as you surrender to that and, and you follow His instructions, you see God come through for you. Uh, this has happened this has happened so, so, so many times. So many times. Let me read Galatians chapter 3 and verses 5 to you. It says here, He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So what is, what is Paul telling the, the church in Galatia? He's telling them that the person that is operating in the spirit or in the miraculous or in a supernatural provision or in a way that it, it's coming through and that which was impossible and was unable to do it um, all of a sudden is happening. He says they do it not by the works of the law. They do it. By the hearing of faith. In other words, the way, it, the way the supernatural provision comes consistently is by hearing. And hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to you personally. He is the one that will tell you, take that job, don't take that job. Um, be careful of this person. He is the one that guides you. He is the one that instructs you and teaches you how you should go about doing this. And, and I think I have shared this before and I'll just share it again. In the beginning of the lockdown, somewhere here in March, in the very beginning of lockdown, the Lord began to speak to me about first fruits. He didn't speak to me through anybody else. He just began to personally speak to me. And he told me and he began to give me an understanding of first fruits and, and, what, it, and, and what it means and so on. A fresh understanding came to me. And I realized that this teaching was how the Holy Spirit was leading me in to do something. And obviously in the beginning of a lockdown, that's quite a challenging thing to do. Um, if you're a pastor, you will understand that, that you know you live off the, the offerings and the givings, the free will givings of people. They are the ones who choose. They can decide not to give and you know there's not really anything that you can do about it. And so you really need to know that you are sent by God to do something. And uh, it's the beginning of lockdown. We can't have church. We can't have meetings or any of that, that sort. And everybody around you, the natural, the voices around us in our environment, the economy, everything shut down. Um, the, the economy is going to become difficult and we're going to go into a, a depression or whatever. Uh, people, lots of people are saying things. And as you listen to that, you know, you can choose to listen to that voice. Yield to that voice or you can choose to live by every proceeding word that comes out of the mouth of God. By every way that the Holy Spirit will guide you. And I, and I had to make a, a decision in the beginning of the lockdown that I would now then listen to the Holy Spirit. I would then choose to go His way, which was a difficult way. And I had to give first fruits personally. I had to give an offering from myself 
and I had to give an offering from the church and, and my wife, even from the school, we gave an offering and we sent this offering to our father in the faith and, um, and we did it and, and there was not extra money that was there. We did it based upon what the Holy Spirit said, what he spoke to us. We were led and we did it as we did it. God just came through in the big, in the lockdown, our finances began to increase just that obedience. And this is what I mean that sometimes when we have to follow the Holy Spirit, it requires a death to yourself because you think, you think how, you think it's impossible, you think and you have to die to yourself. The Holy Spirit is leading you and you need to follow. The, way. the more you die to yourself, the more clearer His voice will come to you. The more you will stop reasoning with what you hear and, and having all these excuses and these logical excuses for sometimes the things that the Holy Spirit will want you to do. Now let me get this also clear out there. That does not mean that the Holy Spirit is every time going to tell you walk on water. Jesus did not walk on water every single time he wanted to cross the river. He got into a boat. Now today, our problem is we want to we wanna walk every single time on water. You know, we, we just, there's no reason to walk on water. It's just because it's cool. It's something nice to do. It makes you look cool. But let me tell you, get in the boat and cross the river. But when it comes to a situation that's impossible, there's just no way out. And the Holy Spirit says to you, walk on the water, then do it. Okay, let me just get a disclaimer out here now. I'm not telling anybody out there who's listening to this message to literally go walk on water. If you walk on water, I didn't tell you to do that. All right, if you drown, that's your own fault. Um, I just need to say that before somebody says I told them to do that right so you need to know how to follow the Holy Spirit you need to know how to be led by him and then do it that's that is so key when Moses when Moses was um, when he when he led Israel out of Egypt he came before the red the Red Sea and the pillar of fire was around them and the Red Sea was before them and they were surrounded. There was no other way to go. And, and he complained to God and said, Lord, come on, man, we've come this far. Why have you brought us here? And God basically said to him, get up. You know what? Hey, you, you're wasting time here thinking like this. Get up. And he said, stretch out your rod towards the sea and split it. And that was, a lead, that was the leading of God for Moses. And that was the key um, way that God was guiding Moses. As Moses stood in front of the Red Sea and stretched out his rod, it split. God did the miracle. Right? And they crossed over and the Red Sea closed. Then they came to a place where there was no water. What happens? It's impossible. It's difficult. What does God do? God tells Moses, take your rod and strike the rod. The Bible says that as Moses went, God went and stood by the rock. And as Moses struck the rock, God made the water come out of the rock. That's how God provided for them. When they had no food to eat in the wilderness, and they complained and said, where we are going to eat? How are we going to get food? We are going to die in this place. What did God do? God spoke to Moses. 
at that moment and God said to him, tell the people by this time tomorrow that they must get up for six days I'll provide for them bread, manna from heaven. And then on the seventh day, there will be no manna. On the sixth day, they must gather twice as much so that they can sustain them for the seventh day. This is how God provided for them. And so Moses was led by God. And this is how God provides. Sometimes we come in these impossible situations. And, 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 we, need to, and, and we need to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Surrender to His voice. I have seen this so, so, so many times. I can write two books, I think, at least, on just writing all the stories of how I came to situations that were difficult, impossible. There was just no way naturally for me to do it. And, um, and I was led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led my wife and I. And as we did things, it just happened. It just came through. God provided it was just miracle. It was a supernatural. And there's so many of these testimonies. Now, if you understand, and then sometimes it's, it's not just enough to have the default setting. Sometimes the way the provision comes is by you following the Holy Spirit in what He leads you to do. Your default setting, your understanding that you are a son, your understanding that God is your father. Your understanding that God as your father takes responsibility for your needs. Your understanding that he is able to take care of you and that he will do what he says. That understanding helps you that when the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, you will, you will be able to to, to overcome the mental battles that you will face in obeying. Because as you, as you do that, it, 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 it helps, it helps, it helps. Uh, for example, again, as I said, when I stand in the shop and the Holy Spirit says, you're an orphan, then I realize I have to say to myself, you're my father, you will meet my needs. When I fight this battle in my mind, where am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? How am I going to do it? Who's going to give it to me? Where and who? You know, you're trying to think on the person. And I just have to say, Father, you are the one who provides. You are the one who takes care of me. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I don't feel I should move on here. I feel I should just, you know, hammer on this point. Are you, are you ready? Are you willing to surrender? Come on, the Holy Spirit is making an invitation this morning. I can feel it is making an invitation this morning. And the invitation is the, he's calling you to give up your desire to stop putting other things as more important than listening to Him. Are you ready to submit to his voice. That whatever he's telling you, you know there are so many things. There are things I, 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 I guarantee that, that you know the Holy Spirit is asking from you. That you know the Holy Spirit. But, but you have kind of just been avoiding that way. Today he's telling you, I, I want you to surrender. I am here and I'm ready to to, to help you to give it up. 
I'm here and I'm ready to help you to surrender that thing that you are struggling to surrender. I'm ready, I'm here to empower you to give that offering unto the Lord, to, to just to give it up. Surrender, surrender, surrender this morning. Surrender to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He is requiring that from you. you you've been wanting Him to, to speak to you. You've been wanting Him to lead you, to guide you, to, to, to find a way. But you've been unwilling to surrender. You've been unwilling to, to listen because you don't perhaps like a certain thing and you don't want to hear it and you don't want to be led into it. Surrender, surrender. If you don't surrender, you are not going to see the, the, the provision of God, the way that God has chosen to provide for you. You are not going to see it. You are not going to see it. I can, I can tell you, so the, sometimes the decisions we make, um, it requires... It requires a certain death to yourself. And I've over the years had to learn to die to my reasoning of things. And when I know that this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me, that He's the one that's going to ultimately do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I, um, I think of times when we took, um, we took for example... We, we, we took the school, a building for a school. At that moment, we, we were paying at another place about 8,000 Rand or Namibian dollars, excuse me, for that, for that building. And, and that 8,000 Namibian dollars, we didn't have money left over. There wasn't extra money to say, you know what? Um, we can take a bigger building. And so my budget would cancel me, uh, uh, my wife and I, from making a decision if we went just based upon finances and the budget and what the budget says. So, and we, but we knew that we needed to take a bigger place. We knew it. We knew that the place that we were at was too small for us. And if we are going to grow, we need a bigger place. And so we found a place, but it was almost double what we were paying currently. And I want to tell you, as I was there, my wife and I, we would begin to pray. And we pray and we'd ask God to lead us. Is this the place? Is this the place that we should take? We know that we don't have the money, but we know that you are our Father. We know that you can come through for us. And as we, as we declare to him our faith in him, that's why, that's, why when, when, that's why Jesus taught you, when he taught us how to pray, the first thing he said, how you should pray, he said, Our Father. That meant that when you approach him, you already understand what is, who he is to you and what he is able to do for you. And you know what? As we, as we pray and pray, uh, I was up in the north and my wife was here. And that moment I, it came, I felt that, that just that feeling inside of me that I know this is the Holy Spirit. And I knew that the Holy Spirit was saying, yes, take the place. And I phoned my wife and I talked to my wife and I said, you know, this is what I feel. 
my wife would say, I also feel the same. And so we, we're in agreement and we move. And you know what? We took the place. There's more around that story. And that can be for another day. Other things that the Lord did. But at the end of the day, from the day that we took that place up until this very day, I don't know how many years, I don't know if it's three years or so, for this, up until this day, through the lockdown, for schools, for schools it was difficult. We're a school through the lockdown. We paid that rent that was almost double what we were paying at another place. And that, and there we saw the reality of living as a son. How? We were led by the Holy Spirit. And if you, but to do that, you need to surrender. I, I know, and, I, and I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit is always going to challenge you to do things that are crazy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when, you, when you're facing a wall and there's no other way, you know, it always makes me think of the song, Trust in the Lord when there's no other way. He will make a way. He can make a river in the desert. He can split the Red Sea. He can make water come out of a rock. He can make an old man and woman, Abraham and Sarah, conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit. He can make a virgin woman who's never slept with any man conceive through the power of the Holy Spirit. He can do the impossible. And that's what I want to encourage you today. Trust the Lord. Surrender to His voice. Surrender to His voice. And I want to end off by saying, I want to end off by saying, by saying this to you. I by no means am I saying that, that you know, that for those of you who are earning salaries, and that you need to do things that are ridiculous and just, uh, just lose all common sense and logic. I'm not telling you to take your salary and give it away. I am, I'm telling you that when you find yourself in a situation that is not normal, that there's no other way to get out of it, and that you don't know how in your just in your normal capacity, in your financial capacity that you already have, how you are going to achieve this. Let me tell you, there is another way. It's be led by the Holy Spirit. But you are going to have to deny yourself. You are going to have to pick up your cross. You are going to have to follow Him into the impossible. You have to be willing to do that. You have to surrender I, can't, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, but this is the message for you today. As I'm standing here, I sense that the Holy Spirit is wanting to move right now in your heart. He's wanting to bring you to a place of bended knee, of yieldedness, of surrender to His voice. Your desires and human reasoning can't be more important than what God says to you. He will not fail you. I'm telling you, He will not fail you. He will not let you down. I'm just encouraging at this. I'm just ministering and speaking to you at this moment. Um, are you ready? Are you ready to give it up? 
I'm asking you, are you ready to step out of the boat if He leads you? Are you ready to follow the Holy Spirit? I just want to pray with you. I just want to speak to you. Pray that, that right now as you are there, just close your eyes. Just begin to speak to the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, you know, you know, you are not listening to Him. You know that there is somewhere where you are just, you're not willing to hear what He has to say. But in not being willing, you have prolonged your difficulties. You have prolonged the, 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 the challenge and the situation that you are facing. But you can cross over today. You can cross over to the other side. You can. Let me just pray with you right now. Father, right now, I pray for every single person that's watching this, this, this live stream, that will watch this video, this recording, that will listen to this message. I pray right now for every single person. I pray, Holy Spirit, I pray like on the day of Pentecost. I pray that you will fill the room before you fill the person. Fill the room. Let your presence be known. Let your presence be felt. I pray, Holy Spirit, work deep in the hearts of people this morning. I pray, bring them to the place where they will bend their knee. They will bow before you. They will kneel and they will surrender because you have helped them. I pray today, Lord, do it in the lives of your people. Yield, cause them to obey you. And in their obedience, it will lead to the death of themselves. But they will see your hand. They will see the miracle. They will see the provision. The miracle of provision will be seen. They will see in whatever area of their lives, Father, as they yield to you. I pray today, Father, that we will hear testimonies. We will hear stories. We will hear the wonderful works that you have done. You are the God of wonders and signs. So, Father, I pray today. I ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father. And there's one that has been given authority on behalf of you. As I sense in my spirit what you are saying, I release those provisions, those breakthroughs right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So I hope that you are encouraged today as you are there, as you are there, as you are listening. If you're still in His presence, don't leave it. Don't leave His presence right now. Stay there until He finishes the work inside of you. And you get that breakthrough. When the breakthrough happens inside of you, the breakthrough will happen outside of you. I leave you with those words and I bless you. And may you have a tremendously beautiful, grace-filled day and week.